guys, I don't feel like it's it's right that I continue and tell you guys that, oh, I know everything there is to know about fantasy football. Oh, I'm the guy you should listen to without telling you this. And it's really hard for me to get this off my chest. I'm really ashamed of it, but I'm about to miss my first fantasy playoffs in three years. And I just wouldn't be able to do the podcast if I, I mean, there's still a chance mathematically I for me to make it, but. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your host, Noah Obstfeld. All I heard from that intro is there's a chance I can still get in the playoffs. That's all I heard. That's all I need to know, okay? Win now. That's what's going to take. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Welcome to Guys Being Dudes. This is your host. Like I said, below me is Michael Smith, Jared Williams, Kieran Day back in the hot seat, rocking the Patagonia to bring that consulting excellence to the pod. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. And boy, guys, honestly, this is my favorite part of the fantasy year. You're looking at the future. I'm shifting into the gear I need to be in and I'm locked in okay waivers not gonna forget about them trades gonna offer them other actions that may put me closer to that playoff the fantasy football championship taken okay whatever it takes whatever it takes okay six yeah. leagues six championships all I see Ooh, six. How are how I'm feeling it. How are we doing? How are we doing? Well, Noah, um, unlike you, I miss playoffs quite a quite a bit, honestly. Sad. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a pretty normal year for me. Looking like I'm on the edge of multiple leagues. It's gonna stay that way. I have no clear front runner of best team in any league, like usual. But you, you know did for a while. I did for a and while. Then Julian Edelman. <laughs> What I just feel like Julie? I don't know. I just remember looking at your team and seeing Julian Allen and be like, "Damn, he really does have death." <laughs> and then, yeah, I still got uh, receiver kept in there after he went for a hundred billion against the Seahawks. Here <laughs> on Mike, dropped. anything to add to the vibe? I'm just I'm so excited to be back on the show. First of all, second yeah. of all, this mm-hmm. I can echo. I can echo is my favorite time. It's these weeks are just so such an emotional roller coaster. Right. You're, you're realizing each matchup actually has, you know, because in earlier in the year you lose it, you're like, ah, whatever, I'll make it up. Yeah. And now it's like I'm six and five or whatever. I'm five and five and I need this mm-hmm. win because if I win and he loses, then this happens. Or if I lose and these two yeah. teams win, you start doing Absolutely. the mental math. You start getting excited. You get a little more engaged. Everyone's kinda on their toes a little. So League activity always is skyrocketing this time, and uh, so it's a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Yeah, we'll get into where you need to be, what you need to do this week. Let's get into some some fantasy news. One thing we missed last week, David Johnson sent to IR. Duke Johnson mm. looks like he's going to p- pick up the slack. Maybe not that much after this week. <laughs> but um, I think Duke is a, is a nice feeling. They have the Patriots this week. Not a great matchup, but still he's like a start for sure. Maybe a flex. Um Drew Brees' lung collapsed, five broken ribs. And then so Jameis Winston, that – I don't know. When I think of like a backup, I don't think of Jameis Winston. I mean, that guy is coming out. He's going to make a statement. It's going to be – it's going to be something to to be seen. That's (laughs) going to be a fun – that's going to be a fun game. Honestly, like Falcons (laughs) – yeah, Falcons off by Mm -hmm. just like what a world – preparing all week for Drew Brees and then – all of a sudden, it's just like a completely different ball game. And then Taysom Hill, the fun part, some tight end eligibility, a little little fun tight end jibility over on ESPN. To see what people are gonna you know take that risk. Just a lot of fun stuff happening over there. Christian McCaffrey back into the uh, the abyss of uh, injury abyss. Looks like he'll be back for the playoffs, but we're really not sure. Uh, Mike Davis, great matchup against Detroit this week. He is should have he's a start everywhere. Uh, we saw what Antonio Gibson and uh, McKissick did last week to Detroit. That should be a good start. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater injury, Stafford injury, Drew Locke injury. I mean, I mean, you it's hard. It's really hard to deal with quarterback injuries. I mean, a guy like Stafford who 
came into the league as injury prone and has had like crazy, like he's played with a broken back. He's played with a broken thumb before. So, you know, these guys are able to play through it, but you got to just be ready for them to be playing. So all, all three of them will be back yeah. this week. Yeah. I'm just, you know, worried about the play. Some, someone like Drew Locke might not be ready to be playing with an injury if he's ready to play at all. Uh, going to the <laughs> 49ers fiasco of injuries. Oh Mostert looks like he's going to play Debo is a question. Sherman, Tevin Coleman to return after the bye. Wait, maybe Debo's return after the bye. I mean, I honestly expect the 49ers to come out after the bye kick it. I think they're going to make a stretch down the end of the season and make a playoff push really? because they need – there's never been a team that's needed a bye week so bad. Yeah. I mean – even Kittle could come back hypothetically. They still I mean, have Nick Mullins as their quarterback. So I mean, he's made he's made stuff happen before. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like Beathard. Dude, is they took they went better. with Jimmy G to a championship. Nick Mullins can win a few games. Okay, their, their defense is Nick Bosa not there. Terrible hey, now. Hey, they play hey. the Rams and Bills back to back. I don't think they win either game. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, one Nick thing Mullins I know is that what there. starts at UT changes the world and. And Shanahan is a Longhorn, so Ooh, I like the connection. Andy Dalton expected to play this week. This is going to be a fun one. I'm excited for him to be back and give some competence to a high upset offense. And against the Vikings, not a bad matchup. Uh, Zach Ertz, Alan Lazard does it to return from IR. Ertz, as I said in the league chat today, after he was traded for in a package for Kelsey, I said, "quote Ertz should be on waivers." It's probably the case. <laughs> yeah. And Alan Lazard, interesting player. Had a really hot start to the season. But let's get into it. We're going to start off some playoff prep. I have a whole uh, little playoff prep piece here. But if you guys want to chime in with any other pieces, you know, we have some wise fantasy minds in here. Please go for it. So, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Kieran, you shouldn't mind looking at me. We kind of look alike. So, I feel like it's, you know, give the idea of both of us looking in the mirror. Okay, mm-hmm. you look in the mirror. Say, what, where's my team at? You're in one of four scenarios right now. Where scenario one, you're in the playoffs, you're a lock, okay? What you need to do is put that right arrow to week 14, 15, and 16, or whatever weeks your playoffs are in, and see what your team is like. Who's your defense going to be? You know, do you have a really great receiver matchup? You know, so think, think about what you can do to be most successful in those weeks. And look at guys you're not starting. Maybe there's a guy who's, you know, maybe you have Mike Davis, Maybe you have Duke Johnson. These are win-now guys. Go get them off your team. Go for a later guy. Maybe Alan Lazard. Maybe Gaskin. Eckler. Maybe in Christian McCaffrey. That's the kind of guy you need to be aiming for and getting guys like the waiver guys, Balage, Ahmed, if someone needs wins now, off your squad. My favorite thing, playoff defenses. Top three schedules in order, Arizona, Cleveland, and the Rams. If you can acquire one of those early before people start to realize this, that's going to be a huge asset for you down the road. When, lose a game right now, maybe you drop a seed. You know, maybe if you lose a bye, that's a big deal. But maybe you drop a seed, whatever. It's worth ensuring success in the playoffs, okay? That's scenario one. Scenario two, you're probably check 14 and six through 16, but focus on now because you don't want to be that guy ends up at the end just losing that. by a little bit, you know, second in points, but just misses the playoffs, that kind of scenario. You don't want that. Scenario three, you need to win out. Sell long-term, buy, win now. Last week, I was three and six in, in uh, the commissioner of. Now I'm three and seven, unfortunately. Got third in the league in points. Wasn't enough. Okay, but I still got a shot. Okay, I traded Chris Carson, who's injured. Looks like he's going to be out for this week as well. Tom Brady mm-hmm. for Aaron Rodgers and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup against the Seahawks last week should have been great. Wasn't. So that was a bust. But you understood the, the idea of the trade, in essence, was, was uh, logically sound. Didn't work out. Scenario four, you're out of the championships. Just stay out of it. Unless there's a league punishment, don't mess up the integrity of the league. Don't, don't you know, give away your players to your friend. That's that, we, you know, like that guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to hop in here really quick because I'm please. pretty passionate about this scenario four. I mean, oh, please. It's, it's not a scenario I find myself in very often because obviously <laughs> fantasy gold mine here. But yeah. if you find yourself in this scenario, the, the way your league is going to be interpreted moving forward is determined by the actions of people who are in this scenario. If you're, you know, selling out or whatever, not setting your lineup, 
-hmm. it affects everybody else in the league. If you're trading your best players away or dropping people because you think it'll be funny, it affects the rest of the league. You need to take the mindset of, I want to be the, like, home record. I want to be the playoff record. I want to be the guy who goes in and beats the guy who needs the win. You know, take pride in those little things, and it really elevates the league because those are types of things where people are going to start taking the league seriously year over year, and you'll really have, you know, one of those leagues that people are really proud to be in and have a good time with. And I think it's really important that you don't just give up. Like I am three and seven in a league this year with Noah, devastating stuff. But, you know, I'm playing my friend this week and I'm going to give it to him and I'm going to win and just, just to stick to it. You know, and it's like, I, I enjoy beating him and then sending him a text later saying, yeah, I fucked yeah. up. Something like that. But it's like, <laughs> take pride in that. It'll, it'll elevate everything for the rest of your league. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The other thing is just upgrade your positions. If there's not clear, you know, playoff players, Find the position you have depth at, hop in there, uh, go onto the rosters, find someone who needs that position, and just do a two-for-one or a classic Noah two-for-two, which is where you also <laughs> grab a little depth piece on the silo chair on top. And, again, I want to keep pushing it. You're not – people trade on standalone value. You need to trade on what your team needs, okay? You know, I have Keenan Allen – McLaurin and AJ Brown as my wide receiver, wide receiver flex. And I have Godwin and T Higgins on the bench. Okay. Yes. That looks like great depth. Oh my God. I have such good receivers. If they're sitting there, you know, accruing value, they're not get them off your team. Go upgrade a running back, go upgrade a quarterback, uh, go grab the Rams for the playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, what's going to win you a championship, not T Higgins, your fifth receiver on the bench. Okay. Let's get in some league winners. Go These off, are the guys buddy. we pick. Go off. Yeah. Like go off. Let's get into league winners. Who is going to win your league this week? Uh-huh. Uh, or not, excuse me. Well, not this week, but who is going to win your playoff? Okay. So okay, these are I'll guys first, you, yeah, you want to go out for and are going to win leagues all around the okay, world. Okay, I got a couple of quarterbacks. One that's going to win your league is Aaron Rodgers, of course. You know Aaron Rodgers at this point is putting up 25 points a game, it seems like. And he's got a very juicy playoff schedule. Another guy who could help you win your league, and a guy that could be on waivers, could not be. He kind of is a little inconsistent, but he's got two out of his three playoff games are very juicy matchups. One is against the Ravens, though. Don't start him there. But those other two, you can start Joe Burrow, and you'll be good to go. Another guy who can help you win your league, Cole Beasley. If somebody is undervaluing this man for whatever reason, by name value alone, this guy is a bona fide top end wide receiver too, at the minimum, it seems. This guy's floor is insanely high. It's, his floor is like eight points at the minimum, and he's going off for 15 all the time. So I love Cole Beasley. Uh, some sleepers that you want on your team. If Josh, I said this last week, if Josh Jacobs goes down, Devontae Booker is the starter yeah. for Las Vegas. And whenever we're blowing a team out like the Donkeys – you're going to want a guy like Devontae Booker because he's going to come in and pick up all the carries that aren't going to Josh Jacobs. And then another guy, one of my favorite receivers coming out of the draft, Michael Pittman Jr. He finally got his first 100-yard receiving game. He's coming into his own. He looks like the guy in Indianapolis. Paris Campbell's nowhere to be found. That's a guy that, you know, we'll have to see how it looks out, but he's a guy that I'm starting in DFS this week, and I'm, I'm completely confident. In. So those are some guys I like. Who do you guys like? Kieran, who you got? Yeah, I can jump in. Uh, so a couple guys I think that I own in a couple different places and just I see as good matchups and people who are being a little undervalued. Uh, first off is probably going to be a little bit of a controversial one, but I think Cam Newton has a really good chance to, uh, to win leagues for people. I mean, if you even look at the last couple weeks where he's not thrown for very many yards, he's still fantasy relevant. He's going to be on the goal line. And it's all about matchups. It's something that it's not, I'm not saying Cam Newton, somebody that if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're benching for Cam Newton. I'm saying if you've been someone who's streaming quarterbacks the whole year and you're someone in a position in a deeper league or even a 12 team league, you know, he, he's going to win. He's going to do good. He's going to win games. The the Patriots are turning their season around and they're going to need him to, to, to be there and be, be effective. So in his, in four of his last uh, six matchups, he's got really, really good matchups. This is for teams that are in that scenario, Noah said, of like, win now. You need wins now. 
He's playing Houston, Arizona, the Chargers. These are all matchups that he can exploit and that he can really provide a rushing baseline and get you the points you need. Um, Antonio Gibson is somebody that I'm targeting. J.D. McKissick has amazing value as well. And if you can leverage that right now to get Antonio Gibson and say, ah, I don't know, he's looking like the it's a timeshare. Antonio Gibson finds a way into the end zone. And Antonio Gibson is super talented. So those are two things that I look for when I'm looking for running backs. And then um, somebody that I know you're going to be able to go out and trade for is Justin Jefferson. You might not be able to trade for him, but if you have him, I really think uh, the camaraderie was there and you saw it on in prime time last week. I mean, they have a really strong connection. He's running just immaculate routes. He looks like he's gliding on the field. He's so fast. I mean, it's just, he's a talented player and, and uh, I think he's really going to come through towards the end of the year. Love it. Love it. For me, they're all higher profile guys, but I think you can pay a premium for playoff schedules at this point. Like Noah said, if you're a team with a lot of depth, you can pay up for someone. And the first guy I want to talk about is Derrick Henry, who I think is going to be far and away the top scorer, especially at the running back position in the playoffs. He gets the Browns, the Jags, the Lions, and the Packers, all horrendous run defenses. And you know the Titans when they're winning and playing poor defenses, they're not going to throw with Tannehill the entire time. They're going to feed Derrick Henry. And there was a quote earlier in the week about how they're purposely limiting Derrick Henry's touches for some reason. I don't know why they do that to begin with. They've lost a few games recently, probably because of that. But they, they're going to have to feed Derrick Henry down the stretch. I would even get rid of Dalvin Cook to get Derrick Henry and even someone else probably at this point since Dalvin Cook's value is so high right now. Um, another one is Justin Herbert, who if you own Justin Herbert, you are probably not trading him away. You probably have depth elsewhere since he was a waiver wire pickup. But I think you can go pay for Justin Herbert. And honestly, I could see him being a top three quarterback in the playoffs. And that's all that matters oh, yeah. if you playoffs. And someone else that I don't think his value is as high as it should be right now is Chris Godwin for the playoffs when they play the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Lions. And I think he – when watching the Bucks, he gets them basically from the 20 to the 20, and then Brady just stares down Mike Evans and Gronk in the red zone. But Chris Godwin, I feel like, is the best receiver on this team, is always open underneath and is never working against the best corners. These three teams don't even have good corners to begin with. So I think Chris Godwin's always going to be open, and if he breaks one or gets a red zone target for like once, he's going to be a top 10 receiver. Love it. Yeah, I mean, Herbert – Third easiest playoff schedule. But you know who has the easiest schedule is my quarterback league winner. It's Tom Brady. Okay. This guy just got Antonio Brown. Who knows? You might have uh, Deion Sanders on the team next week. And then maybe like Jerry Rice as well. Okay. Point being, this guy's all the weapons of the world. He's the GOAT. Don't overthink it. This guy, I think he is, I mean, yeah, a top two fantasy. I mean, just the top three fantasy schedules are Brady, Mahomes, Herbert. I mean, it's just those guys are going to be. I feel like you got, you ha- you can't put anybody over Mahomes and Kyler at this point, though. Uh, you know who? Uh, yeah, I, you, I can't, you can't put anybody over. Yeah, Kyler. well, no one said that. <laughs> Get out of here. You said top two. That's why. Was... League winner. Well, no, I, I would. Uh... I purposely said top three for a reason. <laughs> League winning running back DeAndre Swift of the Lions. He's mm. getting that starting role. He pretty much has it now, and they have a great schedule. They're going to want to develop him. I always love those end of season rookies on shitty teams because they're just like, get some playtime in, kid. Have a good time. DeAndre Swift, league winner. <laughs> T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, same oh, deal. Same thing. They're going to be get that rookie work in. T. Higgins, I know, you know, I, I just want to give Michael credit. I was not on the T. Higgins train. Do you, then, question for you, on do you now. like T. Higgins over Tyler Boyd rest of season? Dude, honestly, Ooh, that's a like, weird question. in public, no, but in private, yeah. I have them in both in one league, and I, I just want to vote them both out every week. Well, dude, you know, I did that. I did the old T. Higgins. Hey, T. Higgins swap in another league where I said, hey, you have uh, Boyd. Why would you want to start him? Give him to me. <laughs> totally worked. Um, and then my league winning tight end. This is a tough one because I love this player. Kieran knows I love this player, but, you know, Drew Locke's been bad. It's Noah Fant, mm-hmm. okay? It's my nickname, Noah Fantasy, Noah Fan, whatever you want to call me. We're going to get that going. You know, that's amazing. Noah Fantasy um, with the Fant capitalized, obviously. But Noah yeah. Fant, incredible uh, playoff schedule, and I'm really hoping that 
they can get that beginning of season chemistry going again and that lock just can get healthy and uh, be losing games and be have great you know second halves like he does. Quick sleeper winners, sleeper playoff mm-hmm. winners. Jared Goff, J.D. McKissick mentioned, Denzel Mims, Dalton Schultz. Sleeper mm-hmm. playoff winners. Let's get wow. into some waivers uh, for this week. I got a big list. For start off, Jameis Winston. Really? Let's, let's talk about it. Okay, this is the big story of the week. Drew Brees is out. Okay, first off, let's just get a show of hands. Are we cool with starting Jameis Winston this week? Show of hands. We got Jared, Mike, and Kieran and Noah down. I love the 2-2 split. Define so, well, let's just put this into a debate format. Jared, yeah. why do you think Jameis Winston is a good start this week? I think he's a fine start. Oh, okay. You have to start him. <laughs> You're completely fine starting him mm-hmm. because of the, Saint, the nature of the Saints offense as a whole. This is an offense that has a ton of weapons – you know, you can dump it off to your backs and they just f- magically find their way into the end zone. You have Michael Thomas. You have Jared Cook, Mr. No Catches last week. Uh, you know, it's just a good team overall, one of the best O-lines in the league. He's going to have plenty of time. He's not incredible, but you can start him for sure. Yeah, I agree with him. I, I have Josh Allen in the league. I've been blessed with Josh Allen for 10 weeks. He's obviously on by this week. So I'm deciding between Jameis and Tua. I think one thing that should not go unnoticed and unmentioned is that Jameis Winston did get LASIK surgery over the summer. He said he could never see his <laughs> Oh, yeah. So many pick sixes. He totally now did. He, has eyes. he can see. He, he, he knows who in the Saints uniform, the Falcons uniform. He's a star. Dude, that's – Honestly, <laughs> the – Okay, that's a great point. Enough. I didn't. Yeah, great point. The <laughs> other thing I think people aren't mentioning enough is Jameis has played the Falcons a hundred times before. I mean, this guy knows the team. He's an NFC South legend. Um, it's the Falcons. But the LASIK surgery. I mean, Kieran, I don't know if there's anything we can say now. I think they won the debate. That's like such. I, yeah, that's, I think they. I think they won the debate. I just want to. Yeah, a go little for it. flag of caution uh, for those who are, you know hoping for last year's Jameis and going out and, and purposely starting him, if there is anybody out there doing that. The only, the only thing I would say in word of caution would be Sean Payton loves to use Taysom Hill as much as he possibly can and to the most annoying degree possible. So when they get inside the 10-yard line, there's a 95% chance it's either an Alvin Kamara rushing touchdown or it's Taysom Hill running some dumb option play. And that's the only thing that I think really limits the yeah. ceiling on Jameis. Um, you know, you could definitely see him just go for the I'm locking my eyes on Michael Thomas and throwing him the ball 75 times in the game, and he'll end up with some points. But I just think the ceiling might not be what it was last year because they have the weapons out of the backfield and they have this gadget guy who's he has a nose for the end zone. Fully understand. One thing I want to say here, just not from a fantasy standpoint, Sean Payton, they he obviously believes in Taysom Hill. He said he could be the Steve Young and believes he's a franchise quarterback. They paid him in the offseason. I understand you love what he can bring as a gadget guy, plays on special teams, plays tight end, can't do that when he's playing quarterback. Why are you not trying him out as your full-time quarterback? If you paid him that much money, you think he's sneaking. Makes no sense, yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I mean, I'm more on the cautious side. Atlanta's looked a little better on the defensive side of the ball. They were such a hot place for quarterbacks in the beginning of the season. But after Quinn left, they had their bye this week. You know, Winston's not going to have much time to prep. It's a weird season. I know you got the LASIK, but I'm worried about it. A guy I'd probably rather start is Teddy Bridgewater, it, you know, depending on the, on the health reports against Detroit, another streamer. Okay, quickly, I want to talk about – just listen to this. T- these are the top-scoring Week 10 running backs in PPR. Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Naeem Hines, DeAndre Swift, Rojo, uh, Bur- Rex Burkhead, Antonio Gibson, Devontae Booker, Malcolm Brown. Okay, let's pause right there. So far, we had very high-profile running back, high-profile running back, Naheem Hines, waiver wire pickup probably on most rosters, DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, flex plays, you know, Rex Burkhead, waiver wire pickup, Antonio Gibson, good player, Devontae Booker, waiver wire pickup, Malcolm Brown, waiver wire pickup, Wayne Gallman, waiver wire pickup, Nick Chubb, J.D. McKissick, waiver wire pickup. Okay, 
Are you sensing a trend here? There's a lot of wave wire pickups in the top 10 guys. It's getting to the point of the season where running back injuries run amok, okay? You can find so much value at the running, running back position from places you wouldn't normally think of, okay? This is where zero uh, RB strategy comes in and just is beautiful. When we were at the point of the season where it, you can pick up Salvan Ahmed off the Dolphins, the eighth Salvan. running back of the See, I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, the L is silent. Yeah, it's sir. tough. <laughs> Kalen Balaj, a guy you think you would never hear his name again, a top 15 play. Okay. Welcome. So there's so much. This is crazy how much running back depth there is in the waiver wire this week. Go take advantage of it. Don't just play your Jonathan Taylor because he has a fun name. Ooh. I like that. My favorite waiver wire picks of the week, Sid Savon Ahmed. So I think it's Savon. Savon. Kalen Balaj, Rex Burkhead, receiver Michael Pittman I like a lot. Let's do a quick Pittman chat. What are What's our feelings on Pittman? Love Colts him. wide receiver one? Wide receiver one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how Would much it means, but yeah. most talented guy in that roster. Jalen Rager, Eagles wide receiver one. I don't like him that much. No. I think he's okay. wide receiver three. Denzel Mims, Jets wide receiver one. No, two. I think he's 1A. 1A. Wide receiver three. And another guy I like a lot, Jakeem Grant with Preston Williams mm-hmm. after the season. Yeah. One, th- one concept I want to bring up is the wide receiver handcuff. If you're in a deeper league, go grab high-end wide receiver handcuff. David Moore, if one of those top guys goes down, he's a great fill-in. And then that's all I got. <sighs> How was it? That was pretty good. It was pretty Thanks. good. I had more, but I'll let you guys just finish up a second. <laughs> I'll jump in there briefly. I'll do exactly the same thing Noah did for running backs, but over a longer time frame. So over the last three weeks, the wide receiver seven and half PPR leagues, who has played all snaps but three for his team, is available in 45% of leagues. And I've talked about him for weeks or for the last couple of weeks. And the only reason why you do three weeks is this is how long he's been a starter for. It's Jacoby Myers. I understand the Patriots and Cam Newton really can't throw the ball that much. When Cam Newton throws the ball, it's more than likely going to Jacoby Myers, and he's more than likely open. So it's a matter of can Cam Newton throw him an accurate ball. What happens when slash if Julian Edelman comes back next week? I, I don't care. Move on. Let's move on. It's too much time, Jerry. I don't think Julian Edelman's time. return affects him at all. Yeah, I don't I, know if he returns to the NFL. I don't no. know if he returns to the NFL. Why would he? They were talking about him coming off the IR this week. It's not going to I think Jacoby Myers is their best receiver by far. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, one other waiver guy. Wait, do you have, have uh, anyone else ever said it? One other waiver I want to, get, want to talk to is Richard Higgins. I did a piece on him last week. I said he got the weather game, messed it all up. It was supposed to happen. It happened again. The other Cleveland weather game messed it all up, okay? <laughs> this guy is on every waiver wire. And did you see that toe-touch sideline Baker scooting out 20-yard zip to the right side? I bet you didn't, okay? I bet you didn't. I didn't. Rashard Higgins, nice depth piece. Ready Ready for this? I think you should be on in 12-man leagues. Same snap percentage, Jarvis Landry. Yes, this is a running offense. They're going to need to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, the tight end – uh, merry-go-round is not showing up. I like him. They're going to be down in games. I like him. Uh, maybe not as big of a playoff guy because of that easy playoff schedule. They're just going to be running all day. Let's get into some trade for who are you guys trading for at this point of the season. Obviously, give a little context depending on, the, on what's going on with uh, that team that's trading for this player. Yeah, I can hop in. Uh, I have a couple guys that I think yeah. are not necessarily – you know, that they they've haven't produced and you're going to go trade for them. I just think they're good players that have good schedules and could win you your league. Um, starting off is Chase Claypool. Uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers offense can sustain three good wide receivers. And especially as they've kind of tailored away from James Conner being that bell cow 25 carry type of guy, they're throwing the ball a lot more. And when Deontay Johnson's out there, the field is spread wide open. You know, DeAndre Johnson is really, really good. Juju is really good at being the second wide receiver. And Chase Claypool is just an animal. He's huge. And he's really good in the red zone. He's gotten 27 targets over the last two weeks. 27. I mean, that's a wide receiver one targets, and he's the third wide receiver on the team. Not to mention he's huge and gets red zone targets. 
I think he's a really good player to target, and he's got a really good matchup this week with Jacksonville. Um, another guy that I think would be a good target is Miles Sanders. Um, I've kind of been tooting Miles Sanders' horn all year. He hasn't really performed in the sta- in the fantasy world, but he's been really, really good in the NFL world. He's, you know, top two in yards per carry, and he's got really good matchups coming this week, He's in the coming weeks. He's got the Seahawks, obviously great matchup, the Packers, the worst run defense, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys in four of his next six matchups. Those are really good. And even last week, he had 95 total yards. He just didn't luck into the touchdowns. And, you know, yeah. He has, he's had games with two touchdowns, had a game with zero. It's going to come. It's going to go. Uh, my last name is Darren Waller. I think there's two, maybe three tight ends that are must-own, must-starts. You know, they're the guys. And Darren Waller's one of them. And if you can go get him on the fact that in the last seven weeks, he hasn't had more than 50 yards receiving in any of the games. You know, these are the type of narratives you got to spin in order to get players of that caliber. But if you can get that tight end who puts you over the top and it's just an extra – you know, huge advantage over your opponent. I think it's really worth it to pay up for those. Yeah, last Excellent. week he he had a huge hail mary, not a hail mary, but it was about a fifty yard bomb touchdown, easy walk in score, and he just dropped it. So, would have made his stat line a lot better. Yeah, I, I like Miles Sanders. He was on my list too. Um, Mike, who you got? I'm gonna pick one. Um, it's from the tight end position as well. And I think it's someone that's sort of separating himself from tight end six to 10 and is moving more towards a must start tight end. And it's Evan Ingram prior to this past week, he had 29 targets over three games. And I think at tight end, obviously they're incredibly dependent on touchdown, but I think if anyone is seeing six, seven, eight targets, they, should be played in most leagues. It's what I've said about Hayden Hurst before. And now Evan Ingram last week didn't have very many targets, but he's had 10, 10, and 9 prior to that. So I think it's someone that still really hasn't broken out. And everyone, when Evan Ingram gets brought up, he's always a huge disappointment. He has all this talent in the world. But the Giants and Daniel Jones started to play better, and they're going to need Evan Ingram to produce. He's got a great schedule. That whole Giants receiving core has a really good schedule coming up. I feel like the thought process is, why all these targets? And then you think of who else is on the team, and you're like, okay, yeah. There's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Shepard and Slayton are good, but are they that much better than Golden Ingram? Team. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, one waiver wire concept I want to get by is or, or trade for concept is high in handcuffs, okay? So – if you have an extra tight end, right now I'm in a league, I have Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. So I'm thinking about shipping Hayden Hurst for one of these guys. Maybe an extra ninth wide receiver depth piece. Go grab, just even if they, if even if you think they're going to be useless come playoff time, go grab Mike Davis, Latavius Murray, Jamal Williams, these high-end handcuffs, okay? Because Kamara, Cook, you know, God forbid, goes down at the end of the season, these guys become league winners, okay? Uh, Devontae Booker could be edging into that category as well. Could be. Other guys, I, I mean, the other guys I'd take over, but other guys I like to trade for right now, Raheem Mostert coming back, even in the committee, he was successful. Michael's, Michael's shaking his head, but, you know, he's high injury risk, but I think if you can get him on the cheap right now, <laughs> he's a good <laughs> buy. Uh, talked about Miles Sanders. And then, yeah, I think Kelsey. I mean, just give it all for Kelsey. That just the floor he he gives you, uh, it's just I don't think you can really. I mean, if you did a mathematical equation to actually figure out, you know, how much he's worth versus the other random ass tight end you're gonna start, I think that the output of what trade value you need to offer to equal his value is way more than you think. You know, I think. Of, I think did, you, did you get that? Think, did that make yeah, sense? No, <laughs> okay. A fun way to think about Kelsey is think about it like his value is literally like you don't have a player playing in Thursday night football, but you get twelve to fifteen free points. You just start twelve to fifteen points <laughs> without even playing a player mm-hmm. above your opponent, and then you just yeah. play from there because he's just he's head and shoulders better than everybody else. Because yeah. you know Waller comes out last week, what four points? It's just you might as well not even have him. Right. I've never, never been a proponent for drafting tight end early. Next year, I have a late first-round pick. This is the time you learned it after to... four back-to-back-to-back tight end one season? Well, I mean, drafting tight end early only worked for Travis Kelsey. That's it. So. And when, I mean, has, yeah, it, but when has it not George Kittle? 
I love that George that's throws. Injury, that's people took injury, Mark not, Andrews, that's, and it didn't work. That's the point. Is Travis Kelsey has the best. We're not talking about other I'm just tight end early. He's in a terrific offense. Trump I'm just Kelsey's saying tight end early technically only worked for Kel- one player this year. Kelsey and Kittle point. were both good picks. Well, okay, that's you can't why, you, that's why you draft Travis Kittle Kelsey. Jared, yeah, right, I think we're, he's saying we're not a the strategy list. of tight end early. I know, I know what he's saying. I'm saying, I'm no, screw tight end early. It's Travis Kelsey early. And Travis he deserves Kelsey early. Wait, he drafted it's not even Travis Kelsey early. It's just Travis Kelsey. That's where it's not a. <laughs> oh my God, you're drafting him at 14 now. That's Travis Kelsey. Who are you trying to trade away right now? I'm going to start off with Marquez Valdez Scanling. He's had a boom in the last year. This is kind of an easy one. Alan Lazard coming back. You just don't really know what you're getting from him. Uh, and another guy you really don't know what you're getting from, but just boom last week, you might be able to capitalize on is DJ Moore. Okay. I went off the DJ Moore ship. Yes, he had a good week. I don't want to be on that train. Okay. Another guy, DJ Chark. You know, if you're just DJs, man, they think they're hot shit. People last week, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I sent to it in range. Yeah, it stands. All right. Here's, here's two guys. I'm probably going to get tired and feather for it. First is Ronald Jones. Okay. Yes, Ronald Jones almost led me to the promised land of staying alive in our league last week on accident because I was trying to get him off my team frantically. But we saw this before. I mean, yes, one run for 98 yards is fantastic. He had three games of 100-plus yards. That didn't matter. Why should this? Is Bruce Arians going to suddenly change his coaching strategy? Is the passing offense not far more valuable and important to this team than one measly little running back? Yes. Ship him <laughs> off for the right price. Lastly, please just plug your ears, is Dalvin Cook. I okay. literally have him on my – yeah, I was gonna. Well, write he him. was on my list before, so I get credit. So open playoff schedule I, is Tampa actually, Bay. Listening, I was able to put in my Dalvin Cook cell when I was saying Derrick Henry's a league winner. So, yeah. you're amazing. <laughs> Buccaneers playoff schedule: Buccaneers, Bears, Saints. Okay, yes. For example, 11 points against Chicago didn't kill you on Monday, but in the playoffs, it will kill you for what you could have gotten. Go find a team with Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, maybe you could even do a thing like an Aaron Jones thing or a Miles Sanders or a Nick Chubb, you know, and do a, a two-for-one. But those guys are going to produce better, you know, similarly if – but definitely, like, similarly if probably better than Dalvin Cook in the playoffs, and you'll have a much better time uh, with these guys without terrible schedules. Dalvin Cook, the hotness of fantasy football. If you can go straight up for Dalvin Cook for Derrick Henry, I don't know if you're going to do that because of the obvious playoff schedules. So if you're if someone's caught sleeping, absolutely, go for it. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm with you're, you on the Dalvin Cook one. Another one thanks, I got man. is Rob Gronkowski. Can you guys guess how many catches he has since Antonio Brown started playing? Four. Two. Four. Three. Oh, two, wow. Two games, he's got three catches. Why'd you guess the same as me? One of them is a touchdown. I guessed it first. No, he didn't. Really, Jared, who guessed is, it for first? The problem is, is he's too good of a blocker, and they have too many good receivers. Yeah. So, it's really just – it comes down to how many mouths do you have to feed, and is he going to be one of the priorities? In which case, and, I don't think he's really quite that priority, and you can still get – a lot of name value for him, even with these two lackluster weeks. Like I said, he had the touchdown last week. Yeah, so high. I'm pretty. I'm pretty against that take. Uh, I've been anti Rob Gronkowski basically the whole year, but at this point in the season, it's such a wasteland that the value you're going to get for Rob Gronkowski, I don't know if that's worth more than having somebody with his touchdown upside. It's not like he's a a boom, yeah. you know, like the best player ever, but. With the like, you say you trade Rob Gronkowski, then you don't have another tight end. You're going to the waiver. Who are you picking up? Like, well, if yeah, if you don't Jack have any Doyle, other tight Mulally, end, Cox. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's contingent. You trading him is contingent on having somebody. Yeah, it's that, probably two percent of the fantasy tight end being has two a startable waste. tight ends right now. I feel like tight end being a wasteland is something you could take advantage of. I mean, I have three startable tight ends in the league, and nobody will trade. Yeah, them. I mean, I, yeah, but you don't yeah, listen agree, to the in, trade in, philosophy in, of get value. <laughs> In that in that situation, in that situation, I support. Right, I just don't think show. it's a super viable situation. <laughs> don't trade yeah. him if you don't have a better option. Yeah, is all I'm saying. 
Don't say it, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to take a couple of a couple Don't you fucking first say it. Sean Watson, I think you can sort of Don't put you him. say it. He, well, the bad, weather was bad in Cleveland. You can kind of scratch that game out, sell him for sort of Deshaun Watson value. They have to play the Colts twice, still sandwiched by the Bears in the middle. So I think you should trade Sean Watson. And another Don't quarterback. Say Don't say it. Absolute no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to no. away, not trade four, like Noah has been saying. It's Ryan. Anahill went down, and ever since he has not had more than 233 passing yards, two touchdowns in a game. Objection. Not been producing, and he still plays the Ravens, the Colts, and the Packers, who have been good against the quarterback, terrible against the run. Their run defense playoff schedule is cake, like I said with Derrick Henry. They're not going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be turning around, handing it off to Derrick Henry. So I'd trade Ryan Tannehill. I agree with that take. Uh, I agree with that take. Yeah. Noah, you have an objection? I mean, I invested a lot in Ryan Tannehill. I thought it was going to be a safe floor guy. I have him in two leagues now. I just got some Ben Roethlisberger insurance in one of them. But, I mean, yes, those are great running weeks. But if you look at the weeks where where Derrick Henry did well, Ryan Tannehill tends to do well as well. This is not a great defense. But look at the playoffs, Jacksonville, Detroit. Those are probably going to be easier wins on the ground. Green Bay could be a shootout. But for the most part, I have to agree with this one, that Ryan Tannehill is probably – I don't even know if he could sell him right now. I mean, we just such a, such a, such a drop-off. What a shame. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's been Trade Away brought to you by Ryan Tannehill. Let's get into Dude of the Week. I got a fun one. It's a man that's come back from the dead. It's Ezekiel Elliott against the Vikings. Coming off the bye. Andy Dalton, QB1, back in action. This has all the recipe, the recipe, the ingredients for a good one. And here's a sleeper Dude of the Week. It's Joe Flacco. Okay. Also, <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> also, a team coming off the bye. We finally have this monstrous receiving core of big names like Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, and Brashad Perryman. Oh, and don't get me started on a Hall of Famer, Frank Gore, p- plugging up the, the fourth <laughs> and ones. Okay. Point being, playing the Chargers. Uh, they're going to be behind. They're going to be needing to throw. This is a defense you can throw on. We saw a decent fantasy performance against the Patriots, a much better defense last week. Okay. This is coming off the bye. Uh, Joe Flacco is still a starter. I like him this week. I don't really see a scenario you're actually going to start him. But honestly, (laughs) this is just a fun play. If you, it's a fun play. And honestly, I think he scores more than Jameis Winston. <laughs> I think he – I think – I just, like, see Jameis Winston getting, like, 17, and I think Flacco could be a 25-23 guy this week. Wow. All right. Wow. All right. I love this one, Michael. This is my – this is a good one. Well, I'm going to take a moment and acknowledge kind of what Noah just said, and my sleeper dude of the week is – a football team, and it is the New York Jets, because this is the week the Jacksonville Jaguars get Trevor Lawrence. They came so close on Monday Night Football against the Patriots because Adam Gase, or sorry, he no he longer calls plays. Whoever calls plays decided to run a play-action deep bomb up, up 10 in the fourth quarter. Idiot. The Chargers – Don't even, get, that don't play even beat, get me started on that. That play uh, beat Kieran. Help me beat Kieran. Oh, Single-handed. Oh, well, no, no, we tr- we tied. We tied. Oh, that was we ended up tying on a, on a stat adjustment. On a, on a scoring crew. Oh my god. Okay. So, listeners out there, when you're thinking, who do I tr- who do I trust with with these takes? Noah or Kieran? You, you're screwed. It's right down the middle. We we tied. <laughs> yeah. 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 No no reason to to remember the 150 points on the season I have on Kieran. Just oh just that one game. <laughs> I think the Jets beat the Chargers this week. I think it happens. Uh, that's team, awesome. That's such good – that's so fun. Kobe yeah. Myers, who I've been seeing praises for the last three weeks, he's their entire passing offense, and the Texans can't guard anyone. Cam Newton's going to Jeez, the Texans' defense is bad. Like, wow. All right, well, okay. I don't yeah. think <laughs> – I don't think the horrible. Jets are going to win, but 
I feel like Kalen Balaj is going to go off on the Jets. So last two weeks ago, in his first Revenge game, game, first or second game, he's played. He played, yeah, his first game with the Chargers. He had 15 carries. They were already making him the workhorse. Yeah. And then last this past week, he had 18 carries. And these are both games that they were losing and lost. And he also had five catches on six targets last week. This is his backfield, it seems, until Austin Eckler comes back. No offense to Joshua Kelly. He's a very nice guy. He's not <laughs> incredibly good at football. Justin turns Jackson. Out, I, turns out how nice you are doesn't equal playing time. Nice guys finish Which, which is something no, I no, highly I mean, object to. To. To, be, to be fair, to be fair, he, he, he doesn't deserve any playing time. And he's getting some because he's a nice guy. So <laughs> that's the only reason that's happening. I can jump in with my dude of the week. And I have kind of a two-prong one, just like Noah. Classic two-prong My first dude, dude of the week. The, the first dude of the week is Christian Kirk. Um, this is a Thursday night game. So this is kind of a, you know, give you the confidence to put him in your lineup for Thursday. Uh, playing the Seahawks. Give it to me. He torched him last time. Kyler, this is just going to be an absolute amazing game to watch. I'm so excited. Me being here in Seattle, watching this game. It's going to be electric. Um, both these teams are just a ton of fun to watch. It's going to be a shootout. And Christian Kirk is one of those guys who gets two to three deep shots a game. And as well as being involved target-wise. So I think he's a really good play. And my second uh, due to the week is Will Lutz. Um, if Will Lutz – I'm saying Will Lutz is going to score more than 12 fantasy points as a kicker. Double digits easily. And uh, that's my due to the week. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it. I'm slapping it on the wall. Wow. James Winston's going to move that ball hey. down the field, but he's not going to punch it in. And they're going to hey, kick Kieran. those all day. You have, a lot of, you have a lot of confidence in Will Lutz there, huh? Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah Wait, here. let me take a little venture over to uh, ESPN.com slash fantasy football and let's see what his projection is. Maybe you can put your uh, oh you can put your prediction where Easily. your mouth is. Easily. <laughs> All right, we well, got? well, let me – my, my – uh, okay, let's see. Let's – first off, how much do you think the spread is in the Chargers-Jets game, you guys? Just um, guess. Uh, Chargers Five and minus six and a half. Eight. Nine and a half. Oh. Ooh. Like I'm taking the Jets. Like a, I mean, obviously. But yeah, nine yeah and it seems like easy lot. money. Um, oh, oh, Chargers are Lutz. not good. They are terrible. Will Lutz projection, 8.2 points. Kieran. Oh, that's, that's high. That is high. <laughs> that's not high. That'll make Kieran. my problem sweat a little. I you filled go, the go. habanero with the ghost pepper sauce. And I put it in the mouth for the good of the show, Kieran. For the good of the show. No, it's done. It's locked in. It's Let's done. Do it. Throw it on Will the wall. Lutz. It's in. Kicker Will bet. Lutz lock it. Oh, lock it in. That's <laughs> exciting. I don't know. What I was doing my hands there. I love I, it. I so, thought it was going to be somebody a lot more entertaining. Let's just, but it's going to be called, just yeah, hey, for field goals. <laughs> hey, you can't talk about Lutz that way <laughs> and not back it up. Um, let's call it. We're going to call it the habanero and some change challenge. Okay, you're going to grab a habanero and whatever you want to put in it, it's up to you. Take, take it straight. Not going to be that bad, but, you know, add a little spice to it. You started All right, sorry, there's no innuendo there. It's, that's literally what I mean. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome. Love that. Yeah, All but right, take the week? Jets, baby. Dot of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tom Brady, okay? Ooh. Tom Brady, and he is playing the Rams, and that's why I picked him. Um, he's coming off of a really bad week and a really good week. And I think he's going to kind of even out, uh, against the Rams who have been really hot lately. I think it's going to be, I'm going to take an under on this game is, is what I'm trying to say. And I don't think there's that many points scored. Okay. Well, I'll tag off that. I think the Bucks backfield, both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are both going to be duds this week. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. If the Rams are somehow in the lead, they are going to run the ball the whole game. That's mm-hmm. what they do when they're winning games. Yeah. But the Rams' defense, like you said, they have an incredible pass defense. They have a great pass rush. They also have really good run defense these past few weeks. Yeah, Jared, what do you think the spread is there? Um, the spread on that game? Yeah. Is it just take a, yeah what do you think? Where, where is it at? Uh, it is at Tampa Bay. Uh, four and a half. 
I'm taking Bucks four who? Bucks. Bucks four and a half. It's Bucks minus four. two and a half. It's, it's Bucks, Bucks four. four. I like the Rams in that one. Yeah, but not being at home doesn't help for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I I think the Bucks will win in a very close game. But yeah. if the Rams are up, they're going to be running. We'll see. The, the Bucks have had crazy up and downs all year. We are mm-hmm. hard to predict. Um, but yeah, Kieran. Brady does not do well under pressure. Another don't say it, Kieran. Don't say it. I, I don't want to believe it, but I need to start setting my expectations for my own players really low because then I won't blow up like a madman on Sundays. But my dud of the week, every CJ Brown. Um, this one, I'm not even sure I really believe, but I think with the matchup, obviously. Like we've talked about with Ryan Tannehill, we've talked about with Derrick Henry. Um, they're playing, I think, uh, the Ravens, and that's not a good matchup. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the, the usage of A.J. Brown over the last couple of weeks, the offense has kind of been out of sync. It's kind of been weird. Even the game that he did really well, he had four catches. He's yeah. not getting the volume um, that's really convincing you that in a bad matchup, he's just a smash play. Um, so, I don't know. I think you're still going to play him in most cases unless you have, like, super yeah, depth. You know like, what I think? But, yeah. I think that you're doing the old predict one of my stars is going to do bad so the fantasy gods feel bad for me and then bless mm-hmm. AJ. It's not – I think they see right through that, okay? I mean, it's like – they see take right my through te- to your soul. You call take, it his bluff? Take my, team, take my team, for example. Like, this is the situation where I don't think you need to play J. Brown because of the matchup. Okay, I got Devontae Adams. I'm playing him. I got Justin Jefferson, Robert Woods, and Chase Claypool, as well as A.J. Brown. Ugh. You know, it's like, are you starting uh, A.J. Brown? Yeah, I think you, you got to. to. Ju- Justin Jefferson to. against Dallas and Chase Claypool against Jacksonville. I don't think it's Justin like, Jefferson's going to have a good week. Well, Woods is out of the question. Justin Jefferson. But the thing is, we've seen Justin Jefferson against Seattle flop. Like, there's no guarantee there. There's not a guarantee. I mean, we saw all three Steelers receivers do great last week. I don't think there's a guarantee for Claypool either. I mean, I, I like them both. They have, But it's kind of like last week. I could have I could have taken Adam Thielen from Mike, or gone you know a very safe option, or go with Cup against uh, yeah. Seattle. Seattle looked like the right call. Really, it was Thielen because he just yeah. Had mostly, I'm mostly doing this so that I can have an excuse for myself not to play him because I feel like yeah. I'm gonna end up playing him. But I feel like I'm gonna end up being. I wouldn't do that if so. I were you. He he's gone to the tier of a must play. No anywhere. Um, cool. Let's get into. I respect both of those. Thank you. Let's get into some DFS. Of course. Oh my God. This these standings are tight. Michael's in the lead right now, 15 and 12. Kieran 14 and 13. I am 13 and 14. Jared 11 and 16. And Gino still sitting at 100 at 4 and 0. <laughs> what a stud. Okay. Let me hear those lineups. Uh, type those babies in. Let's hear it. I uh, yeah. This, yeah. this will be interesting. To see how I love mm-hmm. seeing how similar our lineups are. Mine is weird uh, this week. Like there's one defense to play. I've got a really weird lineup this week. At the top, okay. I got Joe Burrow at quarterback. Ooh. Running back, Dalvin Cook is my must start of the week. I feel like they're going to blow week. the Cowboys out. Kalen Balage, RB2. Terry McLaurin, uh, Jacoby Myers. Or wait, is that what his name is? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. Jr. It's from the law firm. TJ Hawkinson. I'm flexing, <laughs> Every... Deont- I'm flexing Deontay Johnson over Antonio Gibson. We'll see how that plays. And the Dolphins against the Donkeys are a must-play this week. Thank you. I like that. I mean, I'm, I think i got to make a, a couple of changes to this prior to game time because I don't have Jacoby Myers in my lineup. But I'm going to cue Ben. I'm smashing one particular matchup you'll find out early. Big Ben, DeAndre Swift and Kalen Balaja at running back, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, and Deontay Johnson at wide receiver, Logan Thomas at tight end, Chase Claypool at flex in the Browns defense at 3k against the Eagles and probably horrible weather again they're, they're a must start that's a good point yeah 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 I think uh, I really thought I was getting Jacoby Myers and sliding him under the mat and just that was going to be my key to the victory but I see you guys are smarter than I uh I got Cam <laughs> Newton at quarterback uh Dalvin Cook at running back JD McKissick uh sliding in with his 20 something targets over two weeks uh Devontae Adams Justin Jefferson Jacoby Myers. Uh, then I took the cheapest tight end, Jack Doyle. Uh, I got Mike Williams, uh, dart throw against the Jets. And then I got the Broncos going up against Tua. 
I like the Mike Williams play, actually. All right. Someone ready to type this in? Yes, sir. I'm gonna go from the I'm gonna go from the bottom up. Do a little untraditional. Yes, okay. We're gonna go Dolphins at defense. Rex Burkhead at the flex. Logan Thomas at tight end. Jacoby Myers a receiver. Deontay Johnson a receiver. Keenan Allen a receiver. DeAndre Swift, my guy, running back. Dalvin Cook at running back and at quarterback. Super Bowl MVP. A 19th all-time passer, Joe Flacco. Yes, sir. Lock it wow. $5,000? That's money in my pocket, okay? That's money in my pocket. Bang, bang. Wow. Let's move on. This is Dudes Football. If you're just joining us, that's impossible if you're to be just joining us because this is not a live show, but that's okay because maybe you scrolled here. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. You can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Let's get into a few matchups. Starting with Thursday Night Football, Seahawks Cardinals. Chris Carson questionable play. Probably not going to happen. we got DJ Dallas, but it looks like Carlos Hyde is the guy, Okay. Over under. I'm gonna keep with the guessing games. What is the over under of this game? Oh, Cardinals minus two point five. Over under. Uh, Kieran, over under, not the spread. Oh, fifty nine. Is it Idiots. in Seattle? It's in Seattle. Fifty five. Fifty five. I was gonna say like fifty seven. Fifty seven. I said fifty nine. 57.5. This is one of the highest over-unders. Good job, Mike. Over-unders of the season. A lot of points to be had. Okay, first off, Every i got to ask. Okay, right. Uh, let's go uh, I, I, right hands for Hopkins, left hands for Metcalf. Okay, wait, wait. Keep them down. Remember, right for Hopkins, left for Metcalf. Okay, let's all put them up at the same time. One, two, three. That's <laughs> so a four-way, a unanimous vote for DeAndre Hopkins. But Kieran looks a little uneasy. Obviously, it could go either way. The thing about uh, DK Metcalf that's kind of interesting is I feel like he has a ceiling. Like I feel like he, <laughs> 120 and one is. I mean, he scored more obviously. Dude, he catches like four passes for 100 yards. He catches four passes for 100 yards. It's like, he oh, had, got, he had my 202 for... the other week. Right. Yes, that it's one, possible. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I just like I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is like. 30 yards one week, 170 the next. But DJ, DK Metcalf clocks in, gets his 101, and clocks out, I feel like, most of the time. <laughs> Anyways, point being, I want people in this game. Like we mentioned before, Christian Kirk, a great start. But here's a place that I'm having trouble with is the, is the Cardinals' backfield. Kenyon Drake coming back, 16 carries last week, uh, had 100 yards, not much work in the passing game. And then we got Chase Edmonds. I mean, who who do you want to start, and like, where do you see these guys? Are you starting Edmonds at all? Thoughts? I think you could start both as low end RB twos at this point. I mean, the running back landscape, you know, lower. It's the running back landscape is what it is. A lot of people are going to be starting people off the waiver wire. Uh, you know, I feel like you could you could start both of them. I mean, who do you want to start, like Kalen Balaj or Kenyon Drake? Kalen Balaj. Yeah, I mean. Kalen Balaj. You're just these guys. That's it's so, the thing it's with so Kenyon crazy Drake to see is how... Kenyon Drake's going to get you eight to eleven points, and you're going to hope for a touchdown. Maybe. Well, yeah. Not to be. I guess everyone's kind of raining on the parade of the Cardinals' backfield, but they played eight games together. Each of them have outscored the other in four games, and the leading yeah. score from a game is averaging like seventeen, and the other one is averaging like seven. So it's basically a dart throw of like one is going to play better than the other. You don't really know which one's going to do at that. But one I think is to get more. Given and, the script of the game, though, I think they'll be passing. And I think Edmonds might be the guy this week. I'm trying to avoid this backfield. You saw a lot of points put up against Buffalo last week, and the backfield didn't have that much to give. Um, I think the, I'm in PPR – I might go Edmonds, but everywhere else I'm, I'm feeling more comfortable with the floor of Drake. I love kickers in this game. I don't know if I'll eat a habanero for either one, but where there's points to be had, there's field goes to be made. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also, there's one thing Tyler Lockett's yeah. hurt, but he's supposed to play. Hasn't really mm-hmm. practiced. Uh, I hope he plays because that's That'll just like be a, a much better game if he's yeah. in there. Yeah. And another name, and not a lot of people are talking about Alex Collins. Bro, I know everybody remembers his time with the Ravens. Carlos Hyde is a full participant, but 
he was the guy last week over DJ, over Homer. That's just something to look at probably deeper. Someone's going to fall in the end zone. Exactly. All right. Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, probably not going to be a good game, but should be a nice fantasy game. I know Mike's stacking up those Steelers over there. Of course, you got to start the Steelers defense. Going to be a great start, hopefully. All three receivers for the Steelers also should be pretty good starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we look at the running back situation for the Steelers. James Conner does not look that amazing. And the Steelers, I think they're finally starting to realize that they don't need to be running the ball so much. They yeah, are this so is good happening at with a lot of offenses. You know, we've seen like the studies about playoff contending teams just kind of abandoning the run, just really not. You saw the Patriots, I mean, the Chiefs last year with Damian Williams, you know, everyone was like, oh, this Damian Williams playoff run is going to be insane. And they just, you just don't need him. If you don't need him, you don't need him. Um, we have the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, literally the best quarterbacks we've ever seen statistically. So it's just these running backs get left to the wayside. Uh, Cardinals, Bills, and now the Steelers. Yeah, I'm worried about James Conner. I mean, he he just is a must start every week just because you don't know that the, the running the, the receiver is going to score the touchdown. You know, James Conner could easily have a 70-yard, two-touchdown week any week. It's just – you gotta. I mean, you're not putting him down to, to where Drake's at yet. Yeah. But honestly, if you, I would be looking for an alternative for the playoffs potentially, if you can make an upgrade <laughs> for him and someone else, you know, for a guy like DeAndre Swift and the Antonio Gibson, that's a more integral part of the offense. I'd go for it. I was very close to going all in a wide receiver and sneaking Benny Snell into my uh, DFS lineup this week, uh, <laughs> oh, hoping for one of those Benny Snell games. But yeah. I don't know. I'm not feeling super Two confident. Carries, one yeah, yard, one I, well, it's weird because he played the most, the highest percentage of snaps this week in a very positive game script for him, but he had third least touches out of any game for him. And I think the Steelers are just realizing their four best players on offense are their quarterback and top three receivers. And why not just throw them the ball like every play? I mean, yeah. And Jay, James Conner, you know, and Deontay on second, and Juju on third. I mean, you can't go wrong. So another matchup I'm interested in talking about just briefly, the Bengals at the Washington football team, it's not going to be a pretty game. Um, mm. And it's honestly a tough matchup for the Bengals. Washington well, really let me stop game. you right there, okay? All I know is that this year we've seen terrible matchups like this, and they turn into amazing games. So mm-hmm. you know, don't rain on these – very important for the NFL draft because I believe these are only a couple of the teams. Huh. So Interesting. you still have to play team Tyler. It's going to be a tough matchup. I think Washington is very, Washington's been very good against pass, but you can't bench them at this point. Joe Mixon is still not practicing. I don't oh. expect play. You Bernard could be a good start. Bernard, even though it's number one pick versus number two pick. Fun stuff. What? No, no, crickets there. <laughs> I, I right. just said. <laughs> Last Burrow game we were talking young. about. Yeah, there. Thanks, man. <laughs> Last game we should talk about Rams and Tampa Bay. One thing we haven't talked about much is that Rams backfield looked like Henderson earlier in the season, but Malcolm Brown. I mean, he's who I want going forward. He's the guy who's there for the touchdown drives, and that's that. And he has. The classic Todd Gurley, 35-yard, two-touchdown game in his back pocket, ready to go any week. Any week, let him know he's there with two touchdowns, 35 yards and change. Mm -hmm. Um, Cam Akers, I mean, it's just tough. But Cam Akers led the the backfield in carries. Uh, I don't want him. Right now, the only place, the only value there is touchdowns and really on your bench. Um, But, yeah. And then what about these receivers? It's going to be tough down 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 the line. Godwin teams, both the Bucks and yeah. the Rams. These are mm-hmm. honestly, Godwin I feel like with the Bucks, they all three of them in both their games. You know that that game last week, or a week ago, was obviously not the kind of script that you, you think we're going to see the Bucks in when they got demolished by the Saints. But I think last week is a pretty good seeing of what we could see from all three of these, and that all three of them are startable receivers. It was a very good seeing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's probably about good. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's got it. Even the Ra- yeah. even the Rams wide receivers is something that's just been going so weird with Van Jefferson and um, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, since mm-hmm. I don't know where I heard this, but since like week four or five, has more targets than Robert Woods. 
Yeah. Like what? Uh, that's it's wild. wild. It's exactly wild. why I don't like Robert Woods. He was getting like. But Robert Woods is still performing. He's getting touchdowns, and he's getting. It's because of touchdowns, but I don't. Think, I don't know. I take production over touchdowns. I don't think Robert Woods is going to get the touchdowns he's been getting the rest of the season. It's a good point, man. Yeah, I would get him off your team. Robert if Woods had two touchdowns last year. Maybe Waller, man. We'll make something work. <laughs> he wants me to trade him Darren Waller and a keeper for Robert Woods. Get oh, at. I want to make some. Uh, I want to make something work by it. Noah's in Noah's in win now mode. You know, you got to get. Dude, I'm always in a... win now mode, but then I get the ninth <laughs> pick and then I never, because I'm always in win now mode. I never draft rookies. I'm like, all right, this is my year. Uh, this is my year. Third or fourth. I think four years in a row, I get third or fourth place every year. <laughs> Fun stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We do fantasy baby. football year stuff, Kieran. We love you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We do fantasy football. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And with that much love to you all, please DM us your questions and whatnot. We're going to help mm-hmm. you out. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. Thanks, guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes.